0: Working can be such a drag, but it's a necessary evil.
1: What better way to combat the woes of the working world than to commiserate with your fellow man? I'm Jay. And I'm Kay.
0: And we're the hosts of Fuck My Work Life, a comedy podcast where we share people's stories from the workplace.
1: Whether they're funny, weird, scary, or just plain messed up, they're always entertaining and may leave you thinking, you don't have it so bad after all.
0: Available on all major podcast platforms. Give us a listen. Your sanity may just depend on it. What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. After the show, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, GoodPods, or wherever you listen. The feedback helps us out a lot. Also, we assume that you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned that there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. <laughs> Enjoy <Mm-mm-mm. laughs> Sorry, it made me laugh. I'm gonna take a little <laughs> sip of my coffee here.
1: All right, I got some water.
0: Ah, uh, that was refreshing. Welcome to the Rewatch Recap. I'm your host, Dustin, and with me again is Kay from Fuck My Work Life.
1: Hi. Say hello, Kay. Hello,
0: Kay. Oh.
1: I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. Man, I knew that was going to happen.
0: I said, she's going to do that, and I'm like, oh, man.
1: I couldn't resist.
0: And I was going to go, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. UK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, UK. <laughs> Back to this. Oh, a quick housekeeping note. As you've, you know, I got that from UK.
2: Mm-hmm. Housekeeping. Housekeeping.
0: The, the Rewatch <laughs> Recap now has a Patreon for $3 a month. You can get a- early access to episodes like the Friday before the premiere and also exclusive bonus episodes like the behind the scenes chat K and I just had.
2: Mm -hmm. that
0: will release every tuesday on the patreon and more stuff is coming soon some of stuff like it will be like some merch and stuff like for subscribers so i'm really excited for that so be sure to find us on patreon or click the link tree link in the notes for more information and while you're at it please go ahead and pop in a little rating and a review on the podcast platform that you're listening on i you know Be happy with that. Or even shout out comments in some of our social media posts. Let's interact. Yeah. I love discussing these shows with you. Just do it. Now, for those of you just now joining us, Kay and I have just finished the entire television series, all 19 episodes of My So-Called Life, the cancelled too soon series that originally aired from August 25th, 1994 to January 26th, 1995. Ugh yeah so sad so sad it was a huge disappointment to angsty teens everywhere when angel got angel (laughs) angela (laughs) got in the car with jordan just like leaving and oh having just learned that her childhood friend and neighbor brian krakow has been harboring unrequited feelings for her for quite some time
2: Mm -hmm.
0: however there is hope after the series ended an author by the name of Catherine clark adapted the 19 episodes into a YA novel. And yes, even though I recorded all of the episodes, you know, everything on the show on VHS tape, I still bought this book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have it all, but I still want to read it, even though I've seen it and I know it happens. I don't care. I want to mm-hmm. read it. Because I knew there's more insight into it. I just knew it. Yeah. So it re- that released, though, it released in August of 1995. So it was like, you know, about, uh, what is that? Seven Seven months after it got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Then one day in 1999, as I was browsing the local Barnes & Noble bookstore, a place I used to frequent quite often before bookstores started becoming more scarce in the 2010s, I caught a glimpse of something on the shelf. To my surprise, Catherine Clark had written a second, my so-called life novel. I'm like, ah!
1: (laughs) Please tell me you screamed in Barnes & Noble.
0: Oh, no, I didn't. Aww. Oh, no, no. I about peed myself, but no. Didn't. <laughs> but uh, when I opened it up, I saw that it had a dedication to the series creator, Winnie Holtzman and some others, mm-hmm. and they ha- for helping her flesh out the story and con- continue the ideas for like Angela and Jordan, Rayanne and Ricky and Sharon and Brian and Patty and Graham and kid sister, Danielle, in a sequel book entitled My So-Called Life Goes On. So... Basically, this was like the second season we never got. Yeah. That's, you know, where I, I like to look at it as. Of course, I bought the book and devoured it right away. Now, keep in mind, this was well over 24 years ago oh. at this point. I do not remember what happened in the book, uh, mostly because I read it so fast and life was changing as I entered college and university, whatever, mm-hmm. out of state, you know. So the book can be found on eBay, as it's not in print anymore, but it will cost you anywhere from $80 to $250 the last time I checked.
2: Yeah. Crazy. It's
0: a lot. lot. So I'm glad I got mine for $5 in (laughs) 1999. And it's still in great condition. So thank you, Younger Self, for being smart and storing this book in a chest with your Fear Street books. I'm happy for myself.
1: Good job, Younger Dustin.
0: <laughs> Pat on back. Since this book is so rare and so expensive, I decided why not make this episode sort of like my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch, and recap the entire thing so that all the listening fans can finally get some closure to this series. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe you might you know. So, Kay, um, mm-hmm. are you ready to hear about what happens to our Liberty High friends? I'm nearly so twenty eight years later. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Right. <laughs> Let's do <Ooh>. it.
0: <laughs> okay, what are you kind of hoping happens?
1: Uh, Any
0: kind of hope or expectations?
1: I really... After the last episode of the series, I really want Angela to kick Jordan to the curb. Like, I don't want her to be with Brian because I don't think that's a good fit. But I wish, like, that whole situation just made her realize that Jordan not not the greatest. A little toxic. I want her to kick him to the curb. That's my biggest hope. Okay. And I guess I hope her and Rayanne make up, but eh. Eh? eh. eh. Like what Rayanne did was shitty. It was shitty. So. <laughs> you
0: can yeah. tell I'm big
1: on forgiveness.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. There's a whole thing about it. Just, just trust me. It's okay. a whole thing so okay but I'm gonna have you read some of the inner monologue parts and I'll let you know which ones they are okay and uh I've already sent her the stuff guys she hasn't looked at them though she promised me she looked at one and that's fine looked, I'm not gonna yeah. I looked at the it's first okay. one and then it's I stopped no no okay <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just like really excited. And I didn't do all the monologues because like, oh my gosh, everybody had thoughts <laughs> in this one. So you get to hear everybody's inner monologue. And I just didn't know. i referenced some of them though, but I just, yeah. But before we begin, I just want to emphasize that since this is an entire book recap, this episode might be a bit on the longer side, but I'm sure if you're listening, you don't care and just went into all about the juicy details you most likely did not know because you probably didn't have this book. Now, let's dive into My So-Called Life Goes On. Go now. Go.
1: Sometimes a person's restaurant order says everything about them without them even realizing it. Like me, I always think this is the last order I'm ever going to place. Like a prisoner getting her last meal before being executed. No?
0: (laughs) No, that's great. It's great. Okay. (laughs) Like so many episodes before it, Angela's narration starts (laughs) off the story as we learn she is now working as a waitress for the summer at her dad's new restaurant, Fiore,
1: which means
0: flower in Italian. Okay. It's actually her first summer job, and Hallie Lowenthal is the manager from hell, it seems.
2: Mm, Shocker. She's
0: nitpicky. Yeah. And she just keeps getting mad at Angela for taking customer's orders with a pencil and pad instead of just doing it from memory. It's like, like she wants Howie. the place to be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she wants the place to be all high end, it seemed. But, I, you know, I'd rather be like my order be correct with the teenager is taking it and just let yeah. take it with a pencil. You know. She's comfortable. I'm comfortable. Whatever. Mm hmm. She keeps saying, there's like, she goes to Angela and she's like, it's 20 entrees. How hard is that to remember? I mean, how hard?
1: Okay. Miss Space Cadet. Like, you could do it.
0: I know. There's varied, <laughs> like, totally, like, variations of entrees, like how they should be cooked. Side items, drinks, whatever else a typical group, of, like a table could throw at you. Yeah. You know, and it's her first freaking job, man. Give her a break. Like Hallie's,
1: Hallie's just mad because... She she's sprung from Graham's loins with another woman.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Quite possibly. Angela, of course, hates working there, but it's her dad's restaurant, and she can't believe that her dad is the head chef. not that awesome? Yay, so, I am. Yeah. She goes into the kitchen um, because some dumbasses she's waiting on don't understand that the Alfredo sauce is a cream sauce and it's not low on fat, insisting that she ask the chef to make Mm. sure of course grams just as annoyed that she had to come back there too even hallie lowenthal shows up in the kitchen is amazed how dumb these these customers are about alfredo sauce being super low fat (laughs) (laughs) That's what this conversation (laughs) went to i don't know why this is where we get our first glimpse of angelica i don't know why i said that (laughs) that's what i wrote i just kept i guess rugrats was on the brain but uh yeah, Angela was noticing this flirtation and teasing between her dad and Hallie.
2: Mm.
0: When Hallie says, "Like the dish is, fan- you know, your dish is fantastic, but you can't exactly run a marathon on it." Mm. And Graham he goes, "Oh, and you're always running marathons." And Hallie like playfully slaps on the dish towel and says, "I could." <laughs> I'm like, oh God, she annoys me on the page. <laughs> yeah,
1: because you could just picture her stupid face.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. You can hear it all. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Graham tells her to suggest the broiled chicken breast or or pasta with veggies. <laughs> She's like, Dad, like, know that. <laughs> I'm like, Angela, you did not. <sighs> also having problems is another waiter named Lewis. Whom Angela notices is pretty hot. He's like this chiseled jaw and blonde hair and green eyes.
1: Mm. Does he lean a lot too?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. Not this guy. Okay. <laughs> they seem to have good banter going between them as he explains his dumbass table is like thought risotto was a dessert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, could you imagine him ordering that and thinking it was a dessert? I was like, what the hell?
2: <laughs> what is this? Sweet. i ordered
0: risotto oh and they're like that is <laughs> risotto that'd be funny meanwhile hallie is pacing the floor asking why there isn't a line out the door that they should be full of people i'm like calm down woman <laughs> word of mouth will spread don't worry it's better than this way that it does it slowly because mm-hmm. this restaurant becomes more of a staple but yep. if it, it's like a flash in the pan you know boom 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 it's you know never good yeah that's my theory anyway Angela basically tells her to calm down because they only have one table open and more customers are coming in now. And that's how he's like, hurry up, people. We have customers waiting. I'm like, to which Lewis is like, I hate being called people. And Angela says, I know. It's like, are we on a magazine? Should we at least be called Vogue or something? I'm like, oh, Angela, stop. Oh,
1: Angela, no. <laughs> no, no.
0: And it feels very forced, like, like she's a temp at flirting with Lewis, who, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, I'd rather be at Sports Illustrated. Uh, uh, I'm like, <laughs> he's so basic.
2: Bleh. Yeah.
0: Anyway, across town, Brian Krakow also has a summer job at Photo Fusion. And that's spelled F-O-T-O, Photo Fusion. Mm-hmm.
1: That makes sense for Brian.
0: Yeah. It's one of those photo developing um, huts. <laughs>
2: hmm Yeah.
0: Now kids, be so popular, <laughs> but yes, exactly. Before smartphones and digital cameras, kids, you actually had to put film into to take pictures and then take it to a place that I had this little drop off and get it developed. This was well before one hour photo became a thing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you had to wait a few days before you could get your you know the, see what the pictures were that you took.
1: And everybody saw your pictures that worked in that photo place. So <laughs> Uh-huh.
0: They all looked at it. So if you took any like nudes, psh, mm-hmm. they probably made copies too. Yep. That happened. Oh, that's kind of it's creepy.
1: That was always the worst though. You'd go like on a vacation and you'd take a roll of film and then you'd you'd get it back and they're like all blurry or stupid and sucked and you're just like, well yeah. shit.
0: <laughs> and you're like, damn it. Especially those disposable ones.
1: Oh yeah, those are horrible.
0: But I took some really good ones with some when I went to Hawaii, and I and I can't find my pictures right now. But
1: with the disposable,
0: yeah, I had quite a few of them. It was really nice. Anyway, so yeah, I have no idea where I was at. Oh yeah, so
1: Brian, yeah (laughs) Krakow,
0: yeah, so a photo fusion, you know, and. It's, (laughs) It's, <laughs> what did I write down here? <sighs> okay, never mind. I'll edit this out. No, whatever. Anyway, of course, he's working there because it will all look good on college applications,
1: mm-hmm. of course. You know he's curving a- out on some of those pictures, too.
0: Oh, you know he is. <laughs> he's also taking a calculus course and a physics course as well as volunteering at the hospital.
1: Oh, Brian.
0: I'm like, talk about overachieving, like. What would Brian be doing today, I wonder? Eh, too much. Devin Gummersall travels all over and is quite sporty and he's actually kind of hot. But
1: Yeah, he's cute.
0: Yeah. But I wonder what Brian would be doing.
1: If I just did one of these things after work, I'd be done. I'd need a nap <laughs> and I'd just be done for the day. Like, Jesus.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. No, no thanks. But um, so it seems this is all as a distraction from Angela since he's not, she's not working nights. She's hanging out with Jordan. Yeah. It even mentions his stalkery ways of watching when Jordan comes to pick her up, telling himself not to look when he hears the red roll up across the street. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how loud is that freaking car, Jordan?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's probably pretty loud. It's old. Yeah,
0: he, He needs a new muffler. So, his co-worker is this punky girl named Samantha, who, quote, has more tattoos than Brian has freckles. I'm like, ooh. Okay. And pl- she has platinum blonde hair with red and orange streaks in it. She definitely seems interesting. After she tells him to hurry up, developing the pictures that some douchebag dropped off, she asks Brian to cover her shift on Friday because her boyfriend is taking her to a concert. So, her boyfriend's name is Python.
1: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah.
0: Come on, she says he changed his name to fit his personality, and I'm like, a snake doesn't that sound like it doesn't really sound like a trustworthy boyfriend, Samantha? Oh,
1: slimy snake, ew,
0: (laughs) python, that's great. And this is where Brian regrettably agrees, citing to himself that he'll just have to put off having actual social social life for another week.
1: He's got no plans anyway, (laughs) yeah. What's he gonna do? I don't know. Jordan Catalano. I can't even believe we're back together. It's like something out of a fable. But not Aesop's fables. A different kind. Where you don't understand the lesson at the end.
0: And that line is very telling.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't sound like she's all that into it. I know. (laughs) Or she's just still confused. I
0: know oh, it's my gosh, just get ready. So, after work, Angela gets picked up by Jordan as she walks up to him. She notices that he's still smoking. I'm like, oh, stop it. Yeah. And he's wearing dark blue jeans and black boots and a t shirt, and it's summertime. And she's like, don't you get hot? <laughs> and, you know, in his very Jordan way, he's like, hot? Like he didn't understand what she was saying.
2: <laughs> what?
0: Huh? And I love this. She says, so I was thinking you could like wear shorts or something sometime. (laughs) Like very subtle.
1: Can you picture Jordan Catalano in shorts? I cannot. (laughs) I can't either. (laughs) He'd still have that big poofy jacket on and then shorts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah, I can't. Yeah, no, no. So, yeah, um, he throws a cigarette out the window and says, the thing is, legs really shouldn't be exposed. When you really look at them, they're basically ugly.
1: (laughs) Deep. So deep. I'm like,
0: is he talking about all legs or just his?
1: Yeah. What's wrong with your legs? What's wrong with your legs, Jordan?
0: (laughs) And that's when Angela looks down and sees her ankles are swollen from being on her feet all day. And she has stubble all over her legs because she hasn't shaved in a few days.
1: Mm-hmm girl i know what that's like
0: everybody's been there
2: Mm -hmm.
0: she changes the subject and says that hallie told her she was finally improving and that she was verging on the competent until she (laughs) realizes that jordan probably doesn't understand the phrase at all like the word competent oh my god i'm like use small words with jordan angela you know this
1: (laughs) she says i'm good at what i do
0: (laughs) (laughs) He says, she thinks you're a virgin in Europe or something. What? And Angel says, no, not virgin on the continent. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God.
0: Wow. I think it's a painful conversation. And she is now obsessed, like convinced that he's obsessed over like her virginity. Because he brought up the virgin thing. He is. And she says she's obsessed now too, though. Mm, Okay. So they go to the pool hall, Louie's, where she spots her friends, Ricky, Corey Helfrick, and Rayanne.
2: Mm.
0: I'm like, wait, they're friends again? What's going on here? And Jordan instantly goes his own way to be with his friends. And this kind of irritates Angela that he always does that when his bros are around. I'm like, same old Jordan, nothing new mm. here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At a pool table, Corey and Ricky are playing two against one with Rayanne. When Angela walks up, she notes that Ricky is still living with Mr. Katimsky and his, quote, companion, Ted. I'm like, companion? Like, <laughs> it's not fucking Doctor Who, Angela. Right. Anyway, so there's also mentioned that Mr. Ketemski has begun the process in- to legally adopt Ricky. Aww. I love I'm that. Like, Just the time for him
1: to turn 18 and move out.
0: <laughs> oh, no. He's still like 16, I think. So.
1: Yeah, that's sweet, though. Yeah.
0: So Angela sits down and tells them how she loathes Hallie Lowenthal. Join the club.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: Rayanne says that she admires Hallie for being single in her 30s and owning her own business. She says she wants to own her own business one day. And then Corey asks what that business would be. And Rayanne starts naming off random shit like selling platform shoes.
2: Oh, my gosh. Owning a
0: record store. <laughs> or owning a movie theater that only show, shows old movies. So I'm like, well, I'd like to do that. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah. I but it wouldn't bring much money. No, I could see those for Rayanne, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. But changing the subject, Rayanne tells her that she has a callback audition for the Community Theater, some original show they're putting on called Walking to Wisdom. Sounds mm-hmm. boring. hmm And Ricky and Corey are both going to be working on it with her. Rayanne makes mention of them being the, quote, team that brought you Our Town. And okay. Then this is, yeah, this is what <laughs> triggers Angela all of a sudden.
2: Mm-hmm. Any,
0: it seems any Our Town is mentioned, she remembers Rayanne having sex with Jordan around that time, and she gets sick to her stomach. Yeah. She's trying to get past Rayanne's betrayal, but she can't trust her yet, which is valid. Mm-hmm. She tells... Um, excuse me. She smiles and nods to hide her discomfort until she gets a call from the counter to pick up her fries. And I'm like, when the hell did she order these? Because they did not have her. <laughs> she walked in and went straight to them. And I'm they like, know. did Jordan put in this? Maybe Jordan put in this order for her, or you know, whatever. They I just
1: they just know when she walks in. They're like, oh, Angela's here. She's gonna get there's fries. a few other like
0: writing mistakes <laughs> that come up. I'm like, wait, what? You know, <laughs> yeah. But I'll I'll will I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> So at the counter, she runs into her handsome co-worker, Lewis. Mm. So we learn that Lewis is a year older and going to be a senior next term. He goes to a boarding school in New Hampshire, and his friend Charlie is visiting him from, like, for the weekend. He asked Angela what her plans are for tomorrow, for her day off, and then starts to ask if she wants to join him. And Charlie, for a late breakfast at a pancake place, where suddenly Jordan appears beside her. he's like hey want to go and I'm like ooh someone's jealous yeah and Angela's like yep yep that's exactly what happened like radar just popped right over Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah and she starts to think maybe Lewis has like like maybe he thought that Lewis was asking her out or maybe she she's even thinking is he asking me out like because he was like you want to come with us but I was like it's a seems more group excursion but still
1: yeah for
0: pancakes it's random yeah um, Jordan is like rude as hell in this like Lewis tries to talk to him like hi how you doing I'm Lewis asking if they go to school together and Jordan doesn't even respond to him won't even look at him he just steals one of Angela's fries and says let's get out of here
1: Yeah, I could totally picture this this whole scene
0: (laughs) yeah I can too like him like looking everywhere else and not Mm -hmm. the guy like I don't see you (laughs) Oh, what an asshole. So Angela makes a mental note that anytime she wants Jordan to come a running, maybe she should just start talking to some random guy to get his attention.
1: Oh, that's healthy. Yeah. I know. It's like a little
0: manipulative, but I mean for Jordan it works, I guess. Come on, Jordan. Come on. I guess I'll have to talk to this guy. <laughs> Don't make me give him my number. <laughs> She's like getting a pen out, looking over at him. Huh?
1: Huh? I gotta do uh-huh. it. <laughs>
0: yeah so in his car they are feeding each other the fries and being very date like which angela says is very unlike them he's all concerned with trying to keep the ketchup off the seats and angela mocks him saying oh because your 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 car is a museum and that's when we learn that she has her license now oh even if she doesn't have a car good job this um Brings he brings up those driving lessons that they used to have, and says, mm-hmm. "Yeah, before we." Br- and she's like, "Yeah, before we broke up, and I because I wouldn't have sex with you."
1: <laughs> okay,
0: let it and go. I'm like <laughs> blazing out the gate with that one, yeah. man, Angela. But good for her. Um, he actually acknowledges, "Yeah, you're right." He goes, "Yeah, remember that seedy house I took you to?"
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
0: she's like, "Yeah, that was really gross." <laughs> And then he's like, you know, but, I mean, have you ever, like, are you still maybe considering sleeping with me at some point?
1: Oh, Jesus, Charlie. And
0: she's like, yeah, I'm still considering it.
1: This is so not romantic. So are you, like, considering, like, maybe sleeping with me someday? Like, shut the
2: fuck up, dude.
1: <laughs> Come
2: on. Give me it. <laughs> Give me
1: We can consider it all we want. I just don't know if I'm ready yet to trust you. Considering you and Ryan actually did it in this car, what sort of museum would this be anyway? The Car Sex Hall of Fame? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that has got to be weird sitting in that car knowing that's where it happened.
0: Oh, yeah. It bothers me so much. I hate that. Okay. So the next chapter starts off with one of my, my favorite lines. Welcome to big guy burger where every guy's a big guy.
1: <laughs> is it, is it her? Is it uh what's her name?
0: Well, okay. First off, let me show you. Delia. So um, Brian has tried three times so far this summer to catch Delia Fisher at work, but can't seem to find her. God, Brian. when he steps up to the counter the woman asks what he wants to and he's like I need to speak to Dilia," but the woman just ignores him she will not answer if Dilia is even working today <laughs> or not I mean I get that they have like they can't like really get, like come on just answer the question you know he's yeah. got her. it's so blatantly rude anyway yeah so he ends up like he he orders like another freaking hunk burger that he's and just going to throw away? No, but he eats it this time. Okay, good. He sits there and he eats it. He's like, well, maybe she'll show up. So, She's he, obsessed he much? It's a, it, I know. I'm like, thank God he's not wasting it, though.
1: Yeah. I'm glad so, he ate the food.
0: Yeah. yeah. So his inner monologue laments that he misses Delia and hates that he broke it off their date to the dance months ago like a jerk. He knows Delia hates him, but you just can't feel bad about him because he thinks he did angela some big favor that she didn't appreciate which i'm assuming he's talking about like the note that he wrote for jordan
1: yeah that's
0: the only thing i think of and then he's like pouting 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 (laughs) he's saying like thinking to himself i hate women
1: okay first of all what is what is he missing exactly from delia they never hung out
0: yeah they didn't well they didn't date
1: They had a conversation with her big guy. They passed each other in the hall a couple of times. And then she touched his
0: hand and he got an erection.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, that's what he misses. Okay. I forgot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got to think with your head. Not the right one. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So over at Samson's super saver Mart, which sounds like a family dollar or something.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Angela runs into Sharon while she's working her summer job. Angela explains she's trying to get some work clothes for the on the cheap because she's broke. So Sharon starts to show her the clothes and asks, you know, you want men's or women's? And Angela says men's. And I'm like, is it because of like, is it a fashion choice or is it like a better fit for like work clothes? That's probably what it is.
1: Yeah. Cheaper That's too, probably. Thinking.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so Angela asks how Sharon is and, you know, how her job is and how Kyle is. And Sharon snaps at her, like, stop with the questions. <laughs> to which she immediately apologizes. Apparently, Sharon is hard up for that day. And <laughs> she's broken up with Kyle for at least like six times now. Oh, geez. Even though she keeps falling back into the pattern of sex with him, which is mm-hmm. apparently really good sex.
1: <laughs> There's no way that's really good sex. There's no way.
0: But she just can't stand his idiocy any longer, right? (laughs) I mean, I think, yeah, Moab, I think some of the best sex, like sex makers, (laughs) them them bangers, them good bangers, they're the dumb ones. (laughs) Good good
2: sex makers, (laughs) good sex bangers,
0: Uh, (laughs) them bangers, yeah,
2: (sighs) getting them bangs on.
0: Yeah, I mean I can't blame her. No, she doesn't but really have anyway. anything
1: to compare it to either. You know, I like... mean,
0: I guess, but I mean, I mean, how do you? If it hits the right spot and you know it's in the right spot, uh, you yeah, know, that's I guess. true. Yep. Wow, we went deep there. All right, so. <laughs> Heyo. Cheryl, but... <laughs> I know. I don't know. Oh, God, stop. <laughs> that's what she said. Ah.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> okay, so. Th- Sharon let slip that she didn't even get the day off tomorrow because she told Brian Krakow that she'd help with tutoring Jordan, even though she's been trying to avoid doing it. Angela makes a point to mention that Jordan's in summer school and needs the tutoring, so he's not left back again. (laughs) Again. I'm like, that boy is going to be a 19-year-old junior. Yeah. If he passes summer school. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Angela starts to think about how Brian has been trying to get out of tutoring Jordan for a while now, ever since the note incident. She actually has started to miss him since he's been actively avoid- avoiding her. I so, know. yeah. She feels like if she says hi to him, he'll take it as an admission of love to him. But she's not really interested in him. She also yeah. thinks that by not saying hi, he might think that she hates him, which she doesn't. I'm like... Just walk across the street and talk to him if you really want to talk to him. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So much analytical thinking.
0: I'm like, just just do something. Like, I mean, you're probably right on both counts, because that sounds like Brian, but,
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: know, damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Yeah. So when Sharon gets called away by her boss, Angela reflects on her, quote, global endowments and how she (laughs) used to be jealous of... Sharon, but now she's starting to like her bot her own body more, you know, even though she's not Miss Bosom.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> good job, Angela.
0: Yay for self-love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Later at the hospital, Brian shows up to volunteer in the x-ray office. The book lists his daily schedule and the boy is barely, like he barely has any room to breathe. Like he has like an hour in between things, but he's like constantly doing something all the time. I didn't go in through it, but I was like, wow, it's crazy. So guess who he gets to work for?
1: Oh, um, Rayanne's mom.
0: Amber Vallone. Amber, yeah. (laughs) Yep. She comments that he's cute for a candy striper. And he's like, he's like, I'm not a stripper or striper. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Boobs. uh, (laughs) (laughs) She then says that he has the most gorgeous green eyes. And I'm like, keep it in your pants, Amber. The boy is 16. You freak. Yeah. So, yeah, Amber just looks at him again and realizes she recognizes him. She asks if he goes to school with her Rainey. And at first she's confused. And then she mentions Rayanne. And then he's like shocked because he's like, oh, my gosh, you're like, you look way too young to be Rayanne's mom.
1: Oh, don't tell her that.
0: I know. She makes it a point to say if anyone asks, I'm her sister or some BS or something like that. I'm like, whatever, Amber. Yeah. She asks for some help with some files and he thinks that she's nice. However, he notes that she is Rayanne's mom and it is not to be trusted. I'm like, smart, smart kid. Good thinking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He calls her Miss Valone, but she insists on calling her Amber, of course. And she Mm -hmm. just really creeps me out.
1: Yeah, she's praying on that young man.
0: Oh, my gosh. So later at the Hope Street Community Theater, Rayanne, Ricky, and Corey are leaving. It's about 9 p.m. As as, uh, as he asks how, like, the first rehearsal went. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, so we're just, like, jumping all over, like, callback. We're jumping all over now. She already did the, like, callback audition and everything. I'm like, okay. okay, playing a little fast and loose at the timeline, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird how the jumps go. It's funny. Yeah, you don't even know. You're like, oh, how long has this been? So she's annoyed. Like Rayanne's annoyed that they they said her hair was distracting and that she should cut it. But Ricky's like, that's what wigs are for. And Rayanne says they they want a natural look, and they might be the first community theater to have a no wig policy.
1: Oh my god,
0: it is really weird. Like people get like a power trip with some of these. Like they get way too into it. like, no, yeah. to cut her hair. Not not for
1: community theater. No. You don't get paid for that.
0: So they also joke that the play has no plot yet. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it sucks, apparently. Corey tells her not to feel bad. They wouldn't listen to his set design ideas either. Ricky agrees that they kept criticizing his makeup style as well. However, they all want to do it, and they want to get the experience in. So what can you do? You know? And it's like you're in community theater not broadway yeah you know like how pathetic to abuse such a little power you have over these kids who are like yeah. clearly talented it just really frustrates me it makes me mad speaking yeah. up for the little guy so ricky mentions that they should make a movie this summer too they'll have theater and screen experience and Corey's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And says, colleges will love that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, Corey, you're just so lined with positivity.
1: Here, look at my homemade movie, College. I'm going to be like, great. <laughs> this is shit.
0: I made with a home camcorder. <laughs> the sound quality is crap. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. I used to do that with my brothers. It was fun, but it's nothing I would submit to a
0: college. <laughs> Can <Could> you imagine? <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan could care less about all that noise. She just wants to get, like, an actual paying acting gigs. For now, though, she's working part-time as a bakery clerk at Food World. I'm like, mm. ooh, what a creative name. Ha, ha, ha. Mm. She says, you should see what I can do with a cake decorator. To oh, which I Ricky bet. retorts, the kind you write with or the kind you sleep with. But <laughs> Both. Ricky <Richie> Vasquez, everyone.
1: <laughs> He'll be here
0: all week. Yes, he will. Ann asks what they want to do now. And Ricky kind of sort of wants to be alone with Corey, obviously. Mm, mm. However, he's nervous without his Ann buffer around to keep the fun times going. And this is where we get some like the Ricky inner monologue, the first one. And he's thinking, I wonder how Corey feels. He seems like he's having fun, but it's, is it because of me or Ann? You're like, Ugh. oh, Ricky, I yeah. hope you know we all want it to be you, buddy.
1: Yeah. He deserves it
0: he does so ricky suggests they all go together to the coffee shop java creek because delia is working tonight and it sounds like delia quit big Cab burger is working at this coffee shop and freaking <laughs> brian has no idea It's <laughs> awesome so ryan gets excited because it means free coffee she actually dances around like to like singing like to the tune of wizard of oz we're off to get free coffee <laughs> it's I could see. I just wanted to mention that because that's how she is. Yeah. So Corey asks what Delia's story is. And Rayanne says her story is that she's passionately in love with Ricky, just like everyone else, including me and you. And this prompts Ricky to check Corey's expression. Unlike his shoes, he's blank. Not agreeing with her, but not denying it either. So I'm like, hmm, maybe there is hope. We'll see. Yeah. We're now into chapter four. Okay. There's a lot of stuff that happens. (laughs) and we finally get four we're only on chapter four and there's 17
2: chapters
0: (laughs) 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 i know i know so we finally get to the chase house it's breakfast time and patty has to start like like start the day by grilling angela about how she feels about working for her father and something she knows is far too you know too much about you know and Mm -hmm. like danielle who apparently is in tennis camp for the summer
1: oh boo
0: yeah she's doing all this you know, it's just all these she's getting really good at playing tennis. And I can't wait to hear more about it. Um, I also got confused because Graham worked for Patty, not the other way around. However, Patty clarifies she means when she worked for her own father. Chuck. Yeah. She said she always felt like he was looking over her shoulder. And as Angela stares at the cranberry juice in her hand, how much brighter her hair used to be. That's what she's thinking about. Mm hmm and like because the sun's lightened it up and then she starts to think maybe i can ask ricky and rayanne about changing my hair color i'm like oh no don't no don't get rid of the work i want crimson glow forever don't
1: yeah forever and ever <laughs> forever. it's still weird to see her now like blonde it's <laughs> just like yeah. no
0: it's not crimson, you
1: crimson glow crimson
0: glow. <laughs> crimson glow i'm singing like that but, but anyway never mind um <laughs> i don't even know what i was singing I was, I was like something I heard on Golden Girls. It
1: sounded like some sort of jingle. Yeah.
0: It was. Over there, over there. It's some kind of like marching Mm. thing, like for battle. I don't know. So, yeah. Anyway, Patty asks, like, how, you know, how is Graham doing at work? And Angela's like, dad's great. Too short, Angela. You know, Mm -hmm. your mom wants more input than that, you know? She wants so to then know like, what it's like with yeah.
1: Hallie.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. She goes, how's it like working with Hallie? <laughs> instead of answering how much she hates her, Angela says, what's with all these questions? Yeah. And Patty's like, I'm just curious.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think we all know Patty well enough to know that's not the case, especially where her husband and Hallie are concerned.
1: Yeah. She wants the deets.
0: The, the deets. <laughs>
1: I don't know. That's Uh, what the kids say, right? (laughs) The tea. She wants the
0: tea. (laughs) The tea. She wants that tea (laughs) spilt. The library is open. I'm going to read somebody. All right. Um, (laughs) I don't know where I'm getting this. So after Angela says, Hallie's okay. Patty keeps pushing for more, making Angela a question like, what's with you, mom? Do you want me to gossip or something on Hallie? Like, freaking duh, yes. Yes, please. Patty's like, of course not. But Angela's like, I don't think I believe her. I'm like, no. She wants the she wants you to gossip.
2: Mm-hmm. She wants to know.
0: Angela says she's running late, and Danielle wants Patty to take her to eat at the restaurant that night so they can eat dinner. No surprise. Angela is annoyed with this and accuses Danielle of just wanting to sit at one of her tables and torture her, which she's probably not wrong. <laughs> Why yeah. wouldn't she? I'll-
1: Oh, I thought you meant Danielle was, like, away for the summer at
0: camp. No, she's, like, a, you know. A
1: during the day. At home
0: camp, you know. Ah, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. I was like, we're not going to get Danielle. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> we don't get a lot of her. I'm just going to tell you that right now. We don't get a okay. lot. Okay. She's in it, though. Yeah, so the next bit would never happen today. So Angela tells Patty she won't be home till late because she and Jordan are going for a drive after work. Uh-huh. And Patty wants clarification what she means. And Angela's smart. She was like, like in a car, mom. (laughs) I'm like, I would have been chewed Uh out for that comeback.
1: It's almost like a mini apartment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Danielle points out a red tomato sauce stain on Angela's shirt and joins Patty to guilt trip Angela into changing her shirt. You know, and now she's going to be late. Mm.
1: Sometimes my mother is like this walking advertisement. For becoming for a runaway. A runaway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so later at school, Sharon shows up to start tutoring Jordan and she's nervous AF about it. I like, I don't think we've ever really seen them interact before, which is interesting. Jordan and Sharon. Yeah. So No,
1: just, just like the, a look. She'll look at him and yeah. walk away like when he walks up. Yeah.
0: Right. She sees him sitting at a desk and kind of like gets lost in his eyes, wondering to herself how Angela had the guts to start talking to him in the first place. And I'm like, oh, please don't let Sharon fall under the Catalano spell, please. No. Don't do it. She says there, like, she's there in place of Brian and asks if Brian told him. And he's like, Where's Brian? And his brain. That's what bothered me Because it threw me off He's supposed to say brain So I'm like no we're not going to assume He finally realizes Krakow's name I'm just going to say brain (laughs) Yeah. So he says where's brain We found out that brain (laughs) Never told Jordan That Sharon was taking over tutoring For the summer Jordan seems genuinely upset that Brian isn't there And I'm like oh, Maybe he actually considered him a friend now And I think he was yeah. Even though like, when Sharon calls him Crack owl, Jordan has no idea who that is. He goes, who? He's oh like, God. that's Brian's last name. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh he's dumb. He's she dumb. explains that Brian is overbooked for the summer and suddenly Jordan says he doesn't feel well and gets up to leave. Not before stopping and asking Sharon for Brian's or Brain's phone number. I'm like, so you've been like, he's been tutoring you for like half a year and you don't have his phone number? I'm like, what the hell, Jordan? He yeah. says Brian has his notebook and he exercises. all his exercises are in it. After confirming he will be back next week with the exercises complete, he leaves Sharon sitting there thinking, I just got rejected by Jordan Catalano. I'm like a <laughs> member of the club now. Oh, geez. <laughs> I like, yes, you are. Got to put that Sharon positive spin on it. Mm-hmm. So after her shift is over, Angela actually goes to pick up Jordan from his band practice. They're still using the name Residue, and I'm still not over them ditching frozen Enrios. Yeah. He does not approve of her parents' beige station wagon that Angela's driving. Oh, So much so that she's like, you're a car snob. (laughs) Yeah. He basically guilt trips her into taking his car under the guise that, like, the station wagon's AC doesn't work. Not that well, anyway. And they can put the top down in the convertible. But he's going to let her drive, at least. So there's that.
1: That's bold.
0: Not complete misogynist in that way, I guess. Yeah.
1: I hope she's improved.
0: So she drives out of the city. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. To a lake. To a lake where she decides to skinny dip. What? I know. I'm like, Angela, this is so out of character for you.
1: Yeah, this is so not Angela.
0: So like, even Jordan is surprised by this development. However, he doesn't join her. He po- quote, doesn't swim. Oh, I'm like, I mean, also that would mean his legs would have to be showing and we know, know. how he feels about that.
1: <laughs> he's got a major hang up about his legs.
0: <laughs> I know. So we learn that he's also afraid of the dark when it comes to being out in the woods. I'm like, that's anybody. That's kind of, you yeah. know what I mean? Like camp slasher films and stuff kind of get you and you hear snaps and you're like, ah. Yeah. But, uh. So the author knew what we'd be thinking, and Angela did not get in, like, get buck naked in front of Jordan. Okay. She, like, did it in the dark on the beach before he turned the headlights on so they could see.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: like, well, that's somewhat of a gentleman, so, you know. Yeah. So, like, as Jordan is watching Angela swim, he hears a sudden noise in the woods and starts to look around, all paranoid again. I'm like, again, I'd be the same way. Yeah. Suddenly, he feels something on his arm, and he jumps, and he's like, what? And it's just Angela. And she kind of laughs. laughs. She's like, I'm <laughs> sorry for scaring you. But she's like, I've never heard you scream like that before. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Did you like it?
1: <laughs> God. Does it make <laughs> oh, you want to sh- have sex?
0: <laughs> I know. Of course, they start to make out, but she's soaking wet and cold, even her in her clothes now. He says he'll put the heat on in his car, you know, to warm her up. But mm-hmm. his inner monologue says that he's really hoping they'll have sex, of course. <laughs> of course. He gets in to start the car, and the battery's dead. Oh, no. They're stranded. Better do it. <laughs> She's freaking out. She's like, you you know, you totally, you you're setting the stage for this to take advantage of the situation, weren't you? you? You planned all this out. And she admits to herself that she was actually considering it. Until she supposedly became a part of his plot.
1: It, she's the one that drove out there,
0: right? I know. Oh, I'm like, what? It's makes no sense, yeah. Angela. <laughs> yeah. And he's not that smart. He wouldn't concoct the yeah, whole scene like this. That too. You know, so he looks under the hood and she keeps, like, thinking she can, like, like maybe you can fix a dead battery because, you know, you're a mechanic. <laughs> and he's like, No. No. She's, like, pretty much belittling him the whole time for not having a flashlight in his car because her mom always told her to have a flashlight. I'm like, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he's, like, just taking her bitching in stride. She's going off on him, and he's like, here, here's my jacket. This will keep you warm. And basically, he says that they'll just have to wait for somebody to come by. They're kind of in a parking lot that's right next to the lake. And... She says she wishes that they had a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, I guess right
1: around that time. Yeah,
0: they were starting really to become mm-hmm. bigger. They could like call her parents, and they'd be in no, out there no time flat. She then realizes how ridiculous she's been accusing him of setting up like this whole thing, like some old movie. And that's when she says, "Maybe they could, you know." And I'm like, "Oh, Angela, not now." <laughs> And he's like, really? And she says, like, I trust you. And then he kisses her to shut her up.
1: It's true. I was was babbling Babbling. because I was so nervous nervous with the fact that maybe we were about to do it it, or that that we we would have have if the car had started. started. And And because maybe I was was hoping hoping that if I said I I trusted him, it would be be true. true. But But I don't. don't. Not Not after I am. Not after this.
0: Girl. In perfect timing, yes. <laughs> I know.
1: So many red nice. flags, honey. I know. You're- it's very
0: soapy right now. Yeah. So yeah. So this truck shows up right then, perfectly. And so Jordan asks for a jump start. And when she gets home, it's definitely later than it should be. And Patty jumps all up in her ass for it. And she's also like, Where's the car? And even with Angel explaining that she left it at work, which, I mean, I don't, it doesn't really add up because they were at the rehearsal loft. Yeah. I, that, I don't know. See, that's where things, I'm like, wait, you didn't. Yeah. Anyway. And like, you, you know, you left it behind to ride in his car, but I don't know. So Patty's mad because the car was at her responsibility and like, you shouldn't have just left it somewhere. Yeah. Angela makes a good case that she was more concerned with getting home than being even later by getting the car, which I guess makes sense. Mm -hmm. She tells Patty that she and Jordan went to Carter Lake and Patty is baffled with the thought of Jordan Catalano swimming. (laughs) She's like, what? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) And Angela's like, no, no, no. I swam. And she, you know, explains because Jordan had the headlights on, the car battery died and they had to wait for somebody to to jump them off. And Patty's all like, you know, no one was around. And Angela was like, no, don't relax. We weren't, like, fogging up the windows or anything. <laughs> and Patty doesn't, like, quite believe her because she's, like, stranded at the lake. Kind of sounds romantic.
1: Yeah. No, not really.
0: I'm like, Patricia, what has happened to you?
1: <laughs> she's like, there was one time your dad and I went to that lake.
0: Oh, uh, no. no. <laughs> As Angela heads upstairs, she stops to ask if Dad is in bed. It's 1.30 a.m. after all. Patty says he and Hallie are still at the restaurant because of some issues with supplies. Mm-hmm.
2: Angela confirms
0: this because they were talking about throwing out a bunch of stuff they couldn't they couldn't use before, like earlier that day. So.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: still, 1.30 a.m. Yeah. Angela seems resentful of the restaurant because it's taking all of Graham's time nowadays. Which, you know, it's going to affect everybody. Yeah. The next morning at breakfast, Brian gets an unexpected call from Jordan. Like me, Brian can't believe Jordan would be up that early in the morning.
1: Or know how to use a phone.
0: What's <laughs> <Was> this? Numbers? <laughs> yeah. Beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. Do I talk in this end or this end? <laughs> so, yeah, Jordan tells him that he met Sharon, even saying, you know, the one with the big, you know. Oh, God. However, he says he just wants to quit tutoring now because he doesn't want more people to know about his reading problems.
2: Eh, Makes sense. So, okay, I
0: can understand that now. He just wants to be comfortable with the fact that he needs help and he's not, you know, he just needs to be comfortable with that and he shouldn't be ashamed of it. But he's comfortable with this one person right now and that's what he wants to stick with, which I I understand. Brian tells him he shouldn't be embarrassed because it's not his fault. It's bad teachers for not catching this sooner. You know, he yeah. says that Jordan needs the help because he's in summer school and Jordan begs Brian to drop something from his calendar to come back and tutor him, making Brian think to himself, Jordan Catalano wants me back. Nobody's ever wanted me back. Aww. and I'm like, oh, Aw, it's the bromance we never knew we needed.
2: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Jordan says they can do their thing where Brian tutors him and Jordan can continue teaching him how to pick up girls. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So feeling guilty, Brian says he'll call Sharon and tell her he's going to pick back up the tutoring again with Jordan. And Jordan perks right up, like ready to schedule the next session. I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. He's like, okay, when are we going to do it? When are we going to meet up? He's like, really excited. <laughs> You're going to love this next chapter. Okay. The first line of it anyway. Tell me who you think this is. Well, gee whiz, don't you two look very nice? <laughs>
2: Katimsky.
0: <laughs> That's Katimsky. That's right. Mr. Him. Katimsky. And he's talking to Ricky and Corey as they're headed out to Java Creek to talk about their movie or their quote film as Katimsky corrects them. Mm. It's so very funny how Ricky is just thinking about a normal. He's like thinking like a normal teen with parents now. He keeps thinking about how he wants Katimsky to not make comments about how they're like how, how they look like they're going on a date or something. It's, mm-hmm. you know, he's like embarrassed and you kind of love to see it for it's like normalcy.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I love it. It's I great. Love
1: that for Ricky.
0: Ricky also regrets wearing this brown cowboy sh- shirt that Corey seems to like. He's thinking, why do I draw attention to myself? And then I hate the attention. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Couldn't I just do one of those things in my life that wasn't a contradiction in terms? <laughs> nope. I'm like, I feel like this, Enrique. Like, it's hard when you get, you're born to stand out. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you were just, you just want to blend in, but it's hard because you're really fabulous. Isn't that right, Kay? That's right. (laughs) Anyway, on their way to the coffee place, Corey asks what it's like living with Mr. Kotemsky, and Ricky finds out that Corey lives with his single mother. Ricky asks if Corey's mom is like Amber, and then Corey starts to dive into how cool Amber is, just like Ann.
2: Mm-mm. this only
0: leads ricky into how much Corey really seems to like rayanne I'm like oh ricky yeah. so back to brian who is entering java creek after finding out from ricky <laughs> that delia fisher <laughs> works there
1: oh no stalker
0: <laughs> i know it's mentioned that she finally stopped being mad at him a month prior when she sees him approach the counter she like blushes they end up having this cute conversation where Brian isn't awkward at all. He seems like he's really into her. Like to really he really likes her now. Okay. They're interrupted with Ricky, Corey, and Ryan when they enter, grabbing Delia's attention. They start talking about making their movie and Brian instantly volunteers to be the cameraman. You know, it's just to get a, be around Delia. Yeah. And Rayanne makes another t- intended to shock joke when she asks Krakow if he's comfortable shooting nude scenes. <laughs> this sets Brian's hormones ablaze and he starts to think about how Rayanne is like Amber. Ugh.
1: No, stop it.
0: Stop. Next, Angela shows up and Brian instantly notices she's not alone. She's brought Lewis again, who apparently got tipped $20 in quarters. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why do people do that? Jerks. I know. At a fancy restaurant. Here's quarters, buddy.
1: Yeah. I mean, good if you uh, have to go to the laundromat, I guess.
0: Or wash your car or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Ryan makes mention that she would love to make that kind of money at just one table. She starts to hint that she wants a job at Fiore as well. This is when we find out that she and Angela still aren't very close because Angela thought Rayanne was still working at the juice shop and she finds out she's decorating the cakes at the supermarket. Rayanne asks where Catalano is before Angela can, you know, she's like, hmm, uh, well, uh," and she can't really answer. And Ricky says that, well, his band is rehearsing pretty late. He's still (laughs)
1: keeping track of Jordan.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And they kind of look at him and Angela tells them that residue is playing at the big 4th of July block party, um, what they call Summerfest or something like that. So they need the practice to which Rayanne tells Lewis they They sounded better when she was singing with them, Mm-mm. which reminds Brian of the time she freaked out at vertigo and ran off the stage. Mm-hmm. He turns his attention over to the counter where Delia has been staring at him. So he goes over and orders another chai tea and a biscotti. She gives him one that is anise flavored. Mm -hmm. I never have had that. And he starts acting like it's a big sacrifice to him to eat it because he hates anise. It's like
1: it kind of has a black licorice taste.
0: Oh, yeah. I wouldn't like that either.
1: (laughs) Weird for a biscotti.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so in the next chapter, Angela brings her family camcorder over to Brian just in case he needs another camera to film different angles for Ricky and Corey's film. Which is actually kind of thoughtful of her. There's like no agenda yeah. behind it. I don't. She's think. just trying like, to break
1: the ice, probably. Right. You know, yeah.
0: And she's like, you know, asking him about, you know, about the X-ray job with Amber, because Danielle mentioned it to her, and of course Danielle is always on the know. Still, even when you don't <laughs> see her, she's in the know, especially when it comes to Brian. Mm-hmm. And he tells her he's working. You know, like I'm just Amber's assistant. You know. And he then asks if Angela, if, if she and Lewis were dating and she insists that they're just friends. And this surprises Brian that Jordan doesn't seem to mind her having a guy friend like Lewis. And she kind of laughs and says, you know, you just can't help being nosy. Yeah. And this is true. And she's like, well, that's probably why you're just a great photographer. And then she leaves.
1: Just exactly what I wanted to hear. A jealous tone but not from you.
0: At the school, Sharon is waiting around for Jordan to show up for tutoring. Obviously, Brian never told her he agreed to keep tutoring Jordan. Like, fucking crack owl. Yeah. Some kid comes up to Sharon and asks her to substitute for his tutor that didn't show. She looks at him and thinks about how he looks younger than a freshman. I'm like, ooh. (laughs) And after she tells him to get lost, he's like, you know, you can two to me. You know, he's like pitting on her. <laughs> God. She's like, get the hell out of my face, kid. And she gets out of there. She's like, I'm not going to call Kyle. I'm not going to call Kyle. I'm not going to call Kyle.
1: <laughs> but I need that D.
0: <laughs> yeah. Next, we see her calling someone on a payphone.
1: Oh, geez.
0: It's not Kyle. Don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> she leaves a voice message for Brian, bitching him out for being inconsiderate and not updating her on Jordan's absence and telling him, like, she's like, I quit. Which is good for her. I mean, it's a moot point, but good for her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As Angela preps for her tables at Fiore, um, Rayanne shows up and says she needs to use the bathroom because she drank a ton of coffee. While she's in the bathroom, Graham comes out and Angela warns him that, you know, Rayanne's probably going to ask for a job. So like, yeah. And Hallie overhears this and is like, no, no, no. I don't want that girl working here. And Good.
1: <laughs> good. That'd be a disaster.
0: Yeah, they're like, Rayanne shows back up and she's like, hey, hey, can I get a job? And like Graham's like, uh, well, actually, we're kind of overstaffed at the moment. And like Angela's like, no, that's a lie because we're totally understaffed. (laughs) And this disappoints Rayanne. But when Lewis enters the room, she decides to flirt with him in front of Angela. And it kind of ticks her off that Rayanne goes after all these guys in her life, which I mean, in a way, I can't say I blame her, but like all the guys in her life is almost. Later, Angela waits on her, like, front porch for Sharon to come over. She makes mention that she didn't speak to anyone since she got home, except Danielle, who says she's, quote, climbing the ladder in tennis camp.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can picture her saying that, too. Yeah. A little flip of the hair.
0: (laughs) We find out Jordan has been ghosting Angela since the night at the lake. And Sharon says he definitely has intimacy issues. To which Angela says, well, they had that in common. Sharon then tries to convince Angela to have a girl's night out with her and Rayanne. She complains that she's had a rough day at work and she, you know, come on, Angela. Come on, Chase Face. Chase Face. And uh, she wears her down. Next, we see Brian watching Angela and Sharon getting into the Chase station wagon to go out. Angela nearly hits Brian with the car when she's (laughs) backing out of the driveway. And they're laughing and everything.
1: Is he just like hiding at the end of her driveway watching them? I
0: know <laughs>
1: creeper.
0: He's so creepy. So Brian yells at her that you're like, You're the worst driver in Pittsburgh. And they're like laughing as they drive off. <laughs> A moment later, Jordan pulls up in front of Angela's house and he asks if Brian if he knows where she is. And Brian lies and says, like, I haven't seen Angela all day. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, Brian. What the hell? Weird. So we cut over to the Pike Street bar in their parking lot with um, Sharon is like amazed. Oh, my God. I'm getting drunk with Angela and Rayanne in the Pike Street parking lot. (laughs) Jeez. Well, supposedly Rayanne is stopping after one beer. She's like going to be the designated driver. But she keeps popping them open and handing them to like Angela and Sharon. And she's like, Angelica. She's like, drink up. Saying that she's going to be the designated driver. I'm like, what? So, Ann drives now, too. What's going on?
2: Yeah. Of course,
0: Angela is weary of Ray's sobriety. And I agree. She shouldn't be drinking even one beer. No. You know, but. And, I mean, come on, Angela. That's your mom's car. You shouldn't be drinking at all if you're, you know. Yeah. Like, come on. Unless you were staying over at Sharon's. If you are doing it at somebody's house and staying there, it's one thing. But, like, yeah. going out.
1: She also wasn't a big drinker. This is kind of out of character for her, too.
0: Yeah, she only drank really in the first episode. Yeah. And that's about it, I think.
1: Yeah. I'm a virgin virgin at at just about about everything. everything. And I'm sick sick of it. it.
0: Angela's feeling sorry for herself as she gets drunk. (laughs) Sharon pipes up that if they see someone cute go into the bar, they should follow suit, prompting Rayanne to say, someone's lonely. But Sharon isn't looking for a hookup. She really just wants the feeling of having a crush again, the anticipation of seeing them and whatnot, which I can totally relate to. But I've been having a lot of crushes, and for the past seven years, and I kind of am ready to go beyond that now. So
1: yeah, <laughs> you got to dive right in, Justin.
0: I know. Rayanne brings up how Angela's coworker Lewis is someone she could see herself catching feelings for.
1: Rayanne says this. Yes. Oh God, come on, girl.
0: But Angela squashes that noise like you don't even think that guys that way. I'm like, ouch, damn. Yeah. But it's true. It is. Sharon decides to be coy about it, but she brings up that they, you know, she can't believe how she now finds Jordan Catalano like so attractive. <laughs> <laughs> she can Sharon see why Angela. Yeah, she's like, Angela, like, I can see why you have you've had a thing for him for so long. And, you know, it's like He stared into my soul at our tutoring session when he was there.
1: Oh, God. They need to stop drinking and being so open.
0: (laughs) I know. She's totally getting drunk. And Rayanne is teasing her about getting her a man. It's fun. (laughs) Angela makes a joke that Brian Krakow should be Sharon's next fling. But Sharon says that's not going to happen because Delia Fisher suddenly likes Brian again, which shocks Mm. Angela.
1: Now she loves Brian. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Rayanne intercepts, interrupts with, uh, "Remember when Brian called the helpline at Christmas?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, "You're spilling the beans, Ray Ray." Knowing I'm this supposed now, to
2: share An- that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to say that. Like uh, she's talking about it with Sharon, but like Angela's there, so now Angela knows, and she feels bad for Brian that he was depressed at Christmas time. And then she like she kind of goes, she kind of gets full of herself, wondering if like if he called to talk about how he was in love with her. Oh jeez. Like, come on, Angela, come on. You had to make it about you. Mm-hmm. So some time passes and they decide that no one is going to show up. Nobody cool is coming. Rayanne suggests they go find a party, but Angela and Sharon agree they need to call someone to pick them up so they can go home. Rayanne is not down for that as she snatches Angela's keys, saying that she's only had one beer. I'm like, dude, that is not your car. No, And they try to stop her, but she gets in to Patty's car and drives off.
1: And leaves them there? Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: I'm like, what the hell, Rayanne? And Sharon says, she's Rayanne Graff. She'll do anything. And Angela agrees internally because she knows Rayanne would do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, ooh. Cringe. Guess who they call to drive them home? lewitz kyle
1: oh no
0: i know you can already see sharon like drunk sharon just jumping on that jock you know Mm -hmm. anyway he drops angela off at home with brian standing out front as always sharon calls him a she calls him (laughs) the one man neighborhood watch (laughs) Well, he's got
1: so much stuff going on, but he also has time to just stand outside of Angela's house all the time. And
0: wait. Yeah. And wait. <laughs> uh, he says Rayanne had driven by about three times looking for them, but Graham and Patty don't know anything about like her having the car yet. So Angela says goodbye to Sharon. She tells her not to sleep with Kyle. Like, don't sleep with Kyle. Don't do it. And then she goes, Oh, forget it, sleep with him. Why not? I'm like, damn, <laughs> Angela. <laughs> drunk angela's really loose
2: Mm -hmm.
0: they drive off and brian acts like he didn't realize angela was with was friends with sharon again which i'm like what it was confusing i was like they've been friends
1: for a while
0: i'm like what i know or that like you're now talking with rayanne okay i can get that but yeah so angela's like we got past things but he doesn't know because they don't talk anymore like you don't know anything because we don't talk anymore she says they both grown as individuals, and they should talk and reevaluate their friendship like adults and then she adds in, quote, "I never see you anymore, and I hate that. Hmm. I'm a drunken yammerings of a teenager. I never see you anymore, and I hate that. She then says, "You know what? you should come over for breakfast in the morning. That's a neighborly thing to do.
1: <laughs> Drunk Angela, shut
0: up. <laughs> I'm like, you have no idea the can of worms you're opening. don't."
1: Is she doing this because she found out he likes Delia and Delia likes him again?
0: Probably. Her drunk oh, yeah. self is making her do it. Angela. <laughs> so then, you know, like, okay. Um, Ryan shows up. She comes down the street and she's in the chase station wagon and Angela scolds her for taking it because Ryan doesn't have a license. I'm like, oh my God.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> uh, She'll find any reason to throw Cross into the wind. Ugh. <sighs> Rayanne says, you know, it's fine. This car has like no acceleration. Oh my God. (laughs) Which I believe it's Patty's car. Yeah. The next morning, Brian walks his smug ass over to the Chase house for (laughs) breakfast. It's like they said he's like shoulders are back and he's like, I'm just happy. You know, he's like, I am confident. You know, he's walking up. He's totally convinced that Angela wants him now.
1: (laughs) She probably doesn't
2: remember.
0: (laughs) No. She's like feeling guilty that it's happening because it's finally at the same time that he's making headway with Delia. God. I'm like, let's not repeat this situation, please. Danielle bumps into him on her way to tennis practice. He says, good morning. And she's all, whatever, before yelling <laughs> goodbye to her parents and riding off on her bike. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're finally over your crush on Brian. Good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Brian goes inside and finds out that Angela just got out of bed oblivious patty tells him to wait for her for angela in the kitchen as graham cooks breakfast almost immediately rayanne enters the room wearing angela's pjs and talking about graham's french toast and how she just dreamt she was in paris <laughs> totally stepping all over brian's thunder because he thought it would be more of an intimate breakfast with angela i'm like oh, keep God. dreaming keep dreaming
2: mm-hmm.
0: rayanne questions how brian's hair is like that without any product in it and he's annoyed. <laughs>
1: The same thing, Ryan.
0: I know. He bitterly says, "You're nothing like your mother." To which she says, "Thank you." Yeah. Then they hear Angela come down the stairs. She gives, and then when she enters the room, she gives Brian her usual, "What the hell are you doing here, look <laughs> <laughs> As Graham hands her a plate of, you know, and says, "Like, hey, here you go. You, got, you guys are on your own. Your mom and I have got to go." And uh, he leaves the room with Patty. And Ryan's like, "Are they going to go have sex?" jeez are they gonna go do it and i'm like why are you so obsessed with their sex life
1: she just but, has but, to be shocking you
2: know
0: i know so angela's hung over and rayanne escorts her to the. She goes, come on come with me and they go to the front porch and brian follows behind and then they're outside rayne's like oh wait i want to go shower it runs right back inside and goes back to immediate like in immediately and angela says that she's well you know what i'm gonna go lie down <laughs> And it irks the shit out of Brian. He goes, wait, you invited me over and now you're just going to close the door in my face? It was shit. to fool him to get him to come outside so they can trap him outside. Oh, jeez. Outside the house.
1: Poor Brian.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm like, damn, that was smooth. But um, it was kind of a jerk move. But Yeah. Like, so she's like, God, can't you just leave? <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> I was drunk last night and I don't know what I was saying. And then she goes inside. He's livid. He's like, I hate her. I hate her. Forget Angela Chase. Find someone who actually likes you. Aww. Which you should have done, like, a lot sooner than this.
2: hmm
0: At the same time, Sharon wakes up in bed with Kyle.
1: No, Sharon. Nah. <laughs>
0: mad at herself for sleeping with him again but also mad for being too drunk to remember how good the sex probably was. Oh.
2: Mm. Been there. Mhm.
0: She starts to think about how alcohol is no good and yada yada yada. The same thing we all tell ourselves that, you know, about stupid drunken decisions.
1: Uh-huh.
0: She never doing gets, that again. Nah, I'm not going to drink that anymore. Mhm. She gets ready for work in a hurry, ignoring Kyle's compliments and ordering him to leave. <laughs>
1: I love that she just like uses him and then loses him.
0: <laughs> yeah, all the time. So at the hospital, Amber convinces Brian to walk with her to the cafeteria to get some coffee at the start of his shift. He's nervous because he doesn't want to be seen as a slacker. Oh no, college applications. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is, so. Yeah. And he's totally attracted to Amber. No, Ugh. no. She mentions that Rayanne said she saw him at Angela's earlier. And then she says, you're in love with Angela, aren't you? He doesn't reply, but she says, Jordan is, Rayanne is, and even I am, hell. (laughs) And Brian complains that with Rayanne around, she and Angela kind of get rude and exclude others. Mm. And Amber says, that's just Rayanne's way to get attention. But she's vulnerable like everybody else. True story. Mm-hmm. she asks about his parents and he says that they're psychiatrists and psychoanalyze him all the time she tells him well she's sorry that they're like that because he wants to be analyzed constantly agreed no
2: mm-hmm.
0: they say and then she says like um, you know you're welcome to come hang up my house at any time you know to, to chill out Ann's hardly ever home you know and so I had the place all to myself all the time and then she no, says Amber. She, you know, she's like come by like Tuesday around three or four no, and Brian's like, "Is this like a Mrs. Robinson situation?" <laughs> yeah. I, he's thinking, "Uh, it certainly seems like it." That's the way she's flirting with him. All like, yeah, steer clear. Meanwhile, Corey and Ricky are watching old movies when Corey says they should film some stuff during summer school, since school is a big part of their lives. <laughs> like okay. Hmm. When Ricky makes mention that Jordan's in summer school, Corey gets excited because Jordan has the perfect anti-establishment image they are looking for, just like Rayanne. Oh God. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Ricky's all deflated again because Corey brought up Rayanne again. Yeah. Right. Ray- oh. At Fiore, Rayanne has dropped by again, but is talking to Hallie. She mentions she's nervous because he's so handsome. And Hallie thinks she's talking about Graham and agrees. (laughs) Oh, no. And Raeanne says, no way. Even though I could have a major crush on him if he wasn't Angela's dad. She notices that Hallie has this look on her face. And she agrees, like, oh, yeah, I have a crush on Graham. And she notes to herself, I need to keep an eye on Hallie for Angela's sake. Mm -hmm. I'm like, at least she's still trying to look out for Angela. Yeah, of course. Finally, Hallie realizes that she likes Lewis.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, oh, you mean Lewis? Oh, yeah. You well, you better stand in line because all of our customers like him too. And Rayanne only sees like Angela as competition, really, because she can tell that Angela like knows that Lewis likes her, and Angela just likes the attention. Mm-hmm. And when Lewis shows up, Hallie tells him to get Rayanne some bread and cheese, which is actually a nice gesture since she knows Rayanne is poor AF yeah you know from talking with Lewis, Rayanne really has a thing for him, but realizes he's nicer guy than she's ever been used to because mm. you know none of her partying tricks are really working on him. yeah. this makes her kind of insecure because if he likes Angela then she's definitely not his type at all. I'm like, you can do it, Ray Ray. just tone it down a little, just a little.
1: yeah, then stop just going for the dudes in Angela's life. Know sometimes having a conversation with Jordan Catalano is like pulling teeth, only I'm the one who needs the (laughs) Nova Cane. Sorry, you want me to do that last line again? (laughs) You want me to do it over? No,
0: that's good, that's perfect. Okay, (laughs) Angela and Jordan sit outside on the front steps of her house, catching up after he had blown her off the past few days. He basically says he was working in the garage and rehearsing with residue and that Brian Krakow started, you know, tutoring him again. And this irks the shit out of Angela because she thinks that Brian's trying to weasel his way back into her life any way he can, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, could be true, but I think it's more because Jordan really wanted the help. Yeah. Jordan says he likes how hard Brian is on him and how it makes him try harder. He's actually starting to like reading. Oh. So when Angela mentions that Brian can't hold his hand all the way through college, Jordan's like, I'm not even going to college. Which is what Angela should have realized. She's like, yeah, our paths are going different. We're going to different ways. I could say it. She already said yeah. it. Like, she's already thinking it. I'm like, then why are you pursuing this?
1: Yeah. There's no way he's going to, like, college, college. Maybe community college.
0: But. Yeah. Trade school. You know, yeah. Something. So the phone rings inside, and it's Graham asking Angela to come in on her day off. Even Lewis gets on the line to beg her because there's a huge party of thirty people coming in, and they're definitely short-staffed. She finally breaks breaks down and says yes, which disappoints j Dog.
1: <laughs> womp womp.
0: He was sort of hoping they could go back to the lake. Oh jeez. You know, wink wink.
1: Where where she thinks he tried to set her up to have sex with him?
0: Yeah. Even though she took them there. And yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> Angela says some other time. And then Jordan says, well, I mean, are we still gonna, you know. Oh, God. Making Angela think about how much he talks about sex with act- without actually saying it. Yeah. Next, we are with Brian as he shows up at Amber and Rayanne's apartment. Amber answers totally surprised, even though she invited him. <laughs>
1: She's got a margarita in her hand.
0: She's like, I totally didn't think you'd show. I think she has a drink for sure. Well, yeah, here yeah. it comes. She's wearing her house kimono. You know, that crap she always wears. Mm-hmm. As usual. And Brian looks around the messy apartment, noting that it looks like a dorm room.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's like, ever heard of closets? You know, because there's <laughs> clothes everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Amber fixtures him a drink with a kick. It's fruit punch, but I don't know what, like, if, I, I think she gave him the alcohol for sure. Yeah. I know. It doesn't say what it is explicitly, but. A kick. A kick. They start talking and she says the photo hut that he works at, photo fusion, sounds like it's kind of bad karma because, you know, he's complaining about it a lot. And she's like, you know, you should quit. I'm like, oh, shut up. (laughs)
1: Let me read your cards. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let me see your palm. (laughs) She then turns on some music and wants him to get up and dance with her.
1: This is so creepy.
0: I know. I'm like, she's so weird and predatory. Yeah. He's also starting to feel uncomfortable. I'm like, duh, this woman is twice your age. Easy. Get yeah. out, Krakow. Yeah. He starts to understand why Ray Ann is the way she is as Amber pulls him into a slow dance and then she starts to kiss his neck.
1: No. <laughs> this
0: is it's so weird. I know. It's weird. <laughs> Brian is like trying to tell Amber that they shouldn't do anything, but Amber's all, but we're not. And she Mm -mm. pushes him onto her bed. (sighs) And I am just like wide eyed. I'm like, this ain't cool. This ain't cool.
1: No, this is like sexual assault.
0: I know. Meanwhile, Ricky shows up at Corey's house, (laughs) (laughs) but no (laughs) no one enters the door. So he just goes on inside and finds Ann with her leg propped up in front of Corey saying, would you like me to seduce you?
1: (laughs) Oh, a a Mrs. Robinson? No, wait. Was that Mrs.
0: Robinson? Yeah. 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 Like flames are in Ricky's eyes. Like flames,
1: flames
2: on the side of my (laughs) face.
0: And um, he's like, hi. And pulls Ann outside to scold her. He basically says, like, you know, I like Corey. And then, like, are you just determined to sleep with every guy your friends like?
1: Mm, possibly. Damn.
0: Ouch. She gets hurt because, like, okay, I made a mistake with Jordan and now I'm, like, branded for life. Really? Like, everybody? I'm not trying to sleep with everybody's, you know, guy. Besides, they were just quoting lines from The Graduate because Corey had just watched it. I'm like, oh, Ricky, you overstepped.
1: While well, her mom is there acting out live. town.
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) She then says that she's tired of being their chaperone for Ricky and Corey. And Ricky just needs to tell him how he feels. But he can't because he's scared. Yeah. Upset, Rayanne grabs her bag and exits, leaving Corey wondering what they argued about. You. Yeah. Back with Brian. So Amber did take his virginity.
1: No! (laughs) no no, 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 I don't like this.
0: I know. She I don't tells like him it. she tells him he did great for his first time and he's like and he you know and asks if he's finally relaxed now. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm mean, like I wouldn't be surprised if Amber was a sex worker on the side. right? I mean, it makes sense. Brian is really self-conscious. He's like, you know, hey, could you like grade me? oh god and she tells him like oh okay well you get an a for effort and he's like oh that's horrible she's like no but you get a you know for the course you get a b plus
1: oh god this is so creepy
0: but um <laughs> and she was, i'm like she was i'm like well you know what that's not bad for a virgin
1: no a but b+? this whole situation is i don't like it
0: <laughs> i know She even points out that he must be used to getting A's, but he can work his way to better grade one day. I'm like, oh, that's so cringe. Oh, yeah. Uh Rayanne comes home and is shocked to see Brian there. Amber comes up with a story that Brian's bike broke down outside and he had a flat tire. And Rayanne's like, whatever with you two and your work friendship. Uh Then she says she needs to get ready for play rehearsal and tells Brian he better be gone when she gets out of the shower.
1: He's like, you can just start calling me daddy now.
0: I know. (laughs) (laughs) If only she knew. Uh, I wonder how Ram would feel about it for real. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So weird.
0: Now we've jumped and it's now the 4th of July block party, aka Summerfest. Mm -hmm. Time just whizzes by in this story. It's in a large park and has a festival feel with performers and street vendors everywhere. Sharon is busy searching the crowd for Kyle, noting that she doesn't really want to talk to him.
1: <laughs> I want to know where he is so I can avoid him.
0: However, she spots him with his bros drinking beer out of water bottles, like reusable ones, like because they're not mm-hmm. allowed to have alcohol on premises. I'm like, they're just acting stupid. And he offers her some, but she's like, no, I just want to talk to you in private, please. Come here and she pulls him aside she mentions how they had sex a couple of weeks ago and that so that was that whole thing was two weeks ago oh, okay so two weeks have passed and he, you know she wanted to know like since he was the sober one when they hooked up did he use a condom
1: oh no Uh-oh.
0: right Like oh, this can't be good and he can't recall at first but then decides uh well wait i was sober then yeah i probably didn't <laughs> I'm like, wow. wait, what? <laughs> okay. I'm like, you dumb fuck. Oh my god. So now Sharon is praying to God that she's not pregnant and promises to never have sex with Kyle again. I'm like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I got my period, Kyle.
0: <laughs> yeah. On the other side of the block party, Ricky and Corey are busy handing out flyers for the play, with Ricky still pining after Corey and thinking that. He's just the cutest there ever was. He keeps trying to talk himself up to confessing his feelings, but it's just not happening. So Rayanne shows up late, of course, but she has a good excuse. She was working. 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 However, it. since working, since she <laughs> wasn't due to get off until 9 p.m., she got up and she just up and quit. They wouldn't let her go. She's like, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Bye.
1: Not surprising at all.
0: So. Ricky apologizes for their argument that they had had, and Corey just wants to know what it was about. All Rayanne says, you'll find out about it someday, won't he? And I'm like, ugh, whatever, Rayanne. Ricky spots Angela and waves her over. Rayanne sees that she's with Lewis and alludes to Angela, basically teasing her by being there with him. But Ricky suggests maybe she brought Lewis to hang out with you, Rayanne. Hmm. But, you know, I'm with Rayanne. I, I doubt it. Yeah. Angela says the restaurant is closed for the fourth of July because Graham wanted a day off. And I can't say I blame him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ray Ray does make a quick move to pull Lewis away with her to the concessions. <sighs> and then Corey's like running after them, wait up, wait up. And he like turns back to Ricky. Do you want anything? And Ricky's like, No, I don't. But he's like, Man, why are you always running after Ray Ann?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's chasing Ray Ann. Ricky's chasing him. Everyone's
0: chasing each other. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it makes me mad. She asks how things are going with Corey, like Angela does, and he says, "Well, the well is dry there, but we'll, you know, he'll be sure to let me you know. I'll let you know if anything happens."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he asks, "What's up with her, you know, she and Lewis?" Since Rayanne says they've been spending a lot of time together, and she says nothing. They're just friends. Isn't it obvious that she's with Jordan? And Ricky's like, no. He's thinking to himself, it's not obvious at all, Angela. It's not (laughs) obvious at all. They're never together. Yeah. Elsewhere, Brian wanders the crowd looking for Delia, but second guessing if he should be looking for her at all, considering he just had sex with Amber.
2: Uh
0: (laughs) However, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't seen her since they banged, so. (laughs) <laughs> he wonders why Amber hasn't called him. And I'm like, oh, you stupid little boy. On top of that, he feels guilty because he's been looking forward to dating Delia. I'm like, don't you tell her, you dumbass. You just keep it between you, Amber, and God.
1: Yeah, no one needs to know.
0: No one. He spots Delia standing in line for a Coke float and joins her. He says she was looking for, she says she was looking for Sharon, but since they were been acting grumpy lately. But, um. Because you know Sharon's been kind of bitchy, she's like, uh, "Ah, maybe I can just hormones. act like I." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like, "Maybe I could just, you know, find her." Said I couldn't find her, and I'll just hang out with you. And this makes Brian happy to be chosen over Sharon. <laughs> I think I think being chosen at all really excited you know him the most. Yeah. So they start to have a nice conversation when Amber Valone shows up no and brian can feel these like two worlds crashing together luckily she just says hi and meets delia and she's like are you aquarius or pisces i'm like amber shut up please (laughs) it's a brief interaction as amber leaves to find her friends leaving brian shaking out of fear of being found out however he finally relaxes and tells delia about how he hates working at the hospital and in that picture place the, the photo place she tells him, well, just quit then. It's not worth it to not enjoy your summer. And Yale won't care if you didn't make it all summer at a photo booth.
1: True. they <laughs> don't give a shit.
0: Brian seems finally relaxed and is actually chilled out. He almost spoils the moment by trying to apologize for the dance incident again. But Mm-mm, she stops we'll him and up. says, she's like, <laughs> look, just promise don't pull a stunt like that again. And he promises, but admits that he will probably, you know, it'll probably be hard for him. Because he, you know, he's a freaking walking disaster.
1: Wait, he tells her this?
0: No, he's he's thinking that to himself. Oh, okay. It'll be hard. I'm just
1: like, damn, Brian.
0: It'll be hard for me, though. Sorry. Yeah, sorry.
1: I really suck.
0: <laughs> hey, that'd be awesome.
1: Okay. Thanks for telling me. I appreciate the honesty.
0: So just before Residue is about to go on, Rayanne spots Angela's parents dancing in the crowd. Well, Patty is dancing with Danielle, but Ricky points out that Graham is dancing with someone else. No. Angela assumes it's Sharon's mom, Camille, because, you know, they're known to be embarrassing in public when they go mm-hmm. out together. But when Rayanne points him out, she says he's dancing with Hallie Lowenthal.
1: Ah! Right in front of Patty?
0: Yeah. Come on. She notices Come on, guys. that they aren't dancing like friends. They're looking at each other like she looks at Jordan. She starts to realize like. <laughs> that all the all the grilling questions her mom was asking her about her dad and Hallie, it was all because she was afraid of something happening between them. Rayanne and Ricky try to assure her that her dad would never do anything with Hallie, but Angela runs off upset and gets lost in the crowd. I'm like, oh, this shit's about to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. She catches up with Jordan backstage and hugs him close. She wants him to talk to him, but he's about to go on stage to perform. She's like, no, I need to talk to you. I got to go perform. I got to <laughs> talk to you. I'm like, like the band members are insisting, like, let's get ready, and she's kind of like yeah. being in her feelings, and I'm like, this can wait, like, this can yeah. wait a minute. He's been rehearsing for this all summer, you yeah. know. She remembers the previous woman that she saw her dad with, and with you know before Hallie, and now she sees Hallie, and mm-hmm. the fact that Jordan hooked up with Rayanne it's not making her trust men.
1: Yeah, you no.
0: Know? She asks if she can see him after the show, and he's like, well, we're all supposed to go out with the other bands. And? And I'm like, Catalano, it's your girlfriend. You can talk to her for a minute, like, when you're done.
1: Or invite her to go with you afterwards?
0: But you definitely want to talk. She wants to talk in private. You can tell. Yeah. So she starts to cry, and I'm imagining that chin trembling. Yep. And she runs off, thinking that even if she was dying, he'd care more about tuning his guitar than her.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm like, I wouldn't put it past him. She's probably right. Rayanne lays down next to Sharon and jokingly asks her about getting a job at the discount store she's in, a, like that Sharon's like training to be an assistant manager at.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Sharon is not amused. Rayanne says she's, you know, well, you're cranky. You're like, is it that time of the month? And Sharon says, It is, only that it hasn't happened yet. And I'm a few days late. And Ryan's like, What? And says that Sharon's so organized that being late doesn't seem possible. (laughs) She then says that Sharon does look a little bloated. I'm like, Oh, Oh, you bitch.
2: Ryan,
0: she says. She's great. She tells Sharon to chill out until she takes a a test. Like, just take a test. Don't -hmm. freak out. Take a test first. Find out. Yeah. She even volunteers to be the one to buy it because she doesn't want Sharon to look you know get caught yeah. buying one. That's she says, nice "I'll buy it for you, No it'll bat and I if I get one." <laughs> so you know, Sharon asks if Rand ever had this happen to her, and she says, "Well, just once, but it you know I was only late because I was malnourished or something. Jesus, I'm Only <laughs> having <laughs> leftover Chinese
1: food for dinner,
0: yeah, butterfly shrimp." <laughs> Rainy. Rainy. Butterfly <laughs> ship. <laughs> yeah. So she asked Sharon if she is for real. Could Like, you know what? Could you actually really get me a job at Samson Super Saver? <laughs> yeah. And Sharon's like, okay, fine. As long as you like behave. Yeah. And I'm like, Rayanne, don't act like you don't know why people always tell you to behave. Come on. Yeah. Residue steps onto the stage ready to play. All Sharon can think about is how hot Jordan is. Oh, come on. She tells herself she's not interested in him, but she does wish she could have tutored him for just one day. I'm like, keep it in your pants, girl. God. Yeah. Meanwhile, Angela is running around looking for Brian. She remembers he was there that night that, you know, they saw her dad talking to that Mm -hmm. woman on the street. I'm like, stop getting Brian involved. Just let him be. She finally sees him and is about to go up to him when she sees Delia Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and she stops and she looks closer and she can see that they're having a really good time and she starts to feel guilty. She doesn't want to come between them again because Brian actually looks happy for once. I'm like, good for you. Leave him out of this. But she still sulks and decides she's going to walk home. However, on her way out of the block party, Lewis is coming from his car and spots her and runs over wondering why she's you know leaving during Jordan's set. She says that she's heard all these songs before, so it's fine, and <laughs> he still wants to know what's up. like, "Come on, tell me." And she starts to cry and say, how she can never find someone to talk to when I need them. No. They're always like a million miles away. <laughs> and she starts to ramble and before she know it, knows that Lewis starts kissing her. Oh Dudes, man. I know, right. Uh more love triangles. Anyway. So the next morning, Ricky tries desperately to get advice from Mr. Kontemsky without saying it's about him and Corey. He does that whole I have this friend who's in love with a friend. <laughs> oh gee whiz, Ricky. I know. And <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he says. He says, Oh gee whiz. <laughs> that's wonderful being in love.
2: Oh, <laughs> I love him.
0: Meanwhile, Ricky feels like he's dying inside. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, after, <she> <laughs> he finally confesses to Ketemski and Ketemski like, I know it's about Corey. Like, and it's obvious you have, you both have feelings for each other. Of course, Ricky wants to know, like, do you really think Corey likes me? And, but, you know, he says, no way. There's no way. Yeah. And Ketemski says, Ricky, you like, you have to have hope. That's what love Aww. is all about, and I like how he calls him Ricky here.
1: Oh yeah, it's not because the other time throughout the
0: book he had called him Enrique, and then this one time he says Ricky, which is grabbing his attention. He's getting to him yeah. on, a, on a personal level, you know. Yeah, and it's like the first time he said it, it was it kind of made an impact. So Ricky asks, "But what if he only looks at me like his flamboyant friend, and he's totally humiliated and angry when I when he finds out?" And contempt, she's like, "Then you'll know to give up." Yeah. And he just goes on to say that he just, you know, it's better than staying in limbo the whole time.
1: Agreed.
0: So Angela wakes up, hoping the kiss with Lewis was all a dream. She also cringes at the thought that, you know, about her dad and Hallie, wondering mm-hmm. if she should talk to her mom about it when she goes downstairs. But I know I was like, don't do it, don't do it. Instead, she decides to feel Patty out a little mm-hmm. bit, right? By asking, you know, did you have fun at the concert? And I'm like, smart move, Angelica.
1: Angelica.
0: Patty says that she was impressed with Jordan's singing, but then turns to Angela and says, oh, no, did we embarrass you horribly? Dancing and carrying on. We're not actually supposed to be seen in public, are we? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and Angela's like, shut up, mom. You're not that bad. <laughs> and she makes herself cereal. I'm like, I still love the mother-daughter banter. Mm-hmm. So Angela brings up Hallie asking what Patty knows about her. She asks if Patty knows why Hallie didn't get married to Brad.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Good question. Patty
0: says, I know it's like, "Mm." she says, I don't know, but I mean, don't ask Hallie because that's kind of a rude thing to ask about broken engagements. Yeah. However, Patty's no fool. She wants to know why Angela is asking so many questions about Hallie and if everything is okay as Angela is headed out to go to work, to which Angela says everything's fine and perfectly normal.
1: Normal being what it usually is, totally abnormal and messed up. Like me.
0: (laughs) As Angela arrives at the restaurant, Ray-Ann stops her on the sidewalk before she goes in, saying, nice move, Chase, I saw you. Okay. Turns out Ray-Ray saw Angela's sucking face with Lewis. While Jordan was on stage and Angela can't believe her dumb luck that Rayanne was the one to have seen it. You can tell Rayanne is hurt and ask why Angela made out with Lewis when she doesn't even like him. Mean Angela starts to come out to play. Oh, I,
1: I kind of like Mean Angela.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. She's like, Oh crap. Here it comes. <laughs> she comes up to play and says Rayanne should know she didn't even, and she doesn't even know the names of half the guys you've been with.
2: Ooh. I'm
0: like, Ooh. Rayanne asks, like, what's up with you? She says she knows Angela. She must have been doing it to make either her or Jordan jealous. And Angela says neither. She doesn't play games. And that's where Rayanne and I call bullshit. You do play games, Angela.
1: She does.
0: Rayanne says she never saw Angela like this, but is realizing that Angela does play games.
1: Yeah. I don't think Angela does it fully on purpose, though.
0: No. But, I mean... She is doing it, whether she knows yeah. she's doing it or not. She's right, doing exactly. It. It's all this time that she thought, you know, Rayanne thought that Angelo actually cared about people, and that's where Angelo starts to cry. She goes, "I do care," <laughs> but Rayanne just doesn't understand. But she does. Rayanne says she could have talked to her about it instead of making out with some one of the guys, only guys she's ever really liked, like liked.
1: Oh, come on.
0: Angela then turns back around and says, maybe I learned how to do that from you. Yeah. Like, ouch, double ouch. And mm-hmm. Rayanne says, you're never going to forgive me for sleeping with Jordan, are you? And Angela says, probably not. No. And that's where Rayanne says that that's the difference between them. She can forgive Angela. To which Angela retorts, congratulations on being the better person. <laughs> Before she says she's going to be late and she's going into the restaurant
1: yeah their friendship is doomed i
0: know i'm like oh this is horrible get past this oh Mm -hmm. if you can so she goes straight to her dad and asks if she can have the night off i just want the night off and he's like are you sick and she's like no well he's like i doubt it but you can talk to hallie she was like i don't want to talk to hallie and then lewis comes in all cheerful and everything and angela's put further on edge when he like comes up behind her and puts his hand on her back to say hi and she's, like, flinching. Yeah. And then she, like, finds this excuse to leave the room. So later during her shift, she sees Jordan waiting outside, smoking his usual cigarette. She goes out to him, and she's like, hey, you know, how you doing? And he's like, where'd you go after the concert? And she says she went home. And, but she's thinking, like, she wants to tell him about Lewis, but, like, not right now, obviously. Yeah. It's like, yeah, not not this moment. You're at work. Yeah. They make plans for them to like meet up later. He's going to pick her up from her house later. And she goes inside to see Lewis watching her from the bar. Kind of creepy in a way. She's
1: just surrounded by stalkers.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> so later it's the first time Angela has been alone with Lewis all day at at work. She starts you know, like to talk about a woman who always comes in wanting a ton of water and yammering on and on from there. She's like nervously talking and Lewis finally stops her and he's like, look, I'm tired of your games. <laughs> She's like, I don't play games Yes, You do. <laughs> and she, he's like, you knew I liked you and you flirted back with me, which is true. You totally did in the very beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. And he says like, you know, you just used me for attention. That's it. Mm-hmm. You wanted attention. You got it. And he has this great line. It goes, I'm not trying to slam you, Angela. You know, I think you're smart and funny and beautiful. But until you learn how to treat people, none of that matters. I don't want anything to do with you. I can't even be your friend. And then he leaves, which I'm assuming he left the job.
2: Wow. I'm like,
0: damn. I'm like, put her in her place.
1: Yeah. She needs to hear it.
0: Yeah. She's dumbfounded. She likes, she can't realize, she's like, oh my God, you're right. Lewis is right. Oh my God. And Rayanne was right. And she starts to understand that I'm like, I'm not better than anybody else. You know, sometimes you hurt people without the intention of hurting them.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Because you're so focused on yourself. Yeah. So after a week of Rayanne working at the discount store, she's actually a pretty good employee. Her thoughts are her usual Rayanne self, like just cutting people down in her mind. But when this man like asks her to find this like a drying rack for her his wife, she's pleasant as can be. Mostly because she thinks that she's being watched. But you know. <laughs> then the man makes a joke about the drying rack while looking at her chest, saying, Nice rack, get it? <laughs> and she's Ew. like, ha. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Marianne gets it, but she's like, I'm not down for this. And he's like, come on, smile. And like <sighs> pokes at her arm. She's like, hey, stop. And she's like, And he goes, oh, I bet you're ticklish, aren't you? And then he reaches around and peaches her butt. What? And she rears back and just slaps him silly.
1: Good for her. Ew.
0: Of course, the manager shows up just then, right after everything, and this guy's like, she attacked me for no reason.
1: Mm.
0: And I'm like, ugh, that pisses me off.
1: Yeah, that's gross. Gross.
0: So we cut over and I got this scene that got me all teary eyed. I wrote, I made a note saying this one got me teary eyed. I don't know what it (laughs) was about it, but it got me. Angela's sitting in the back alley of the restaurant. I think she was dumping something like some kind of old juice or something. I don't know. And Graham comes to join her and they're sitting down and he says that he and her mother had fun at the concert the other night. And it felt good to feel that free again. Like when they were young. And he laments that he doesn't get to see Patty much anymore. And Angela asks, like, why were you dancing with Hallie? Hmm. And Graham says it was, like, for one song, and she left, like, right after it. She went back here to do some stuff in the rec- restaurant. She's really focused on the restaurant. It's like he knows what she's thinking, so he gives the, you know, perfect explanation for it. Yeah, And then he says, you know. Since they have a big enough following now, he's going to close the restaurant for one night a week so that he can have more time with them. He's like, I'm going to close it on Sundays because it's the slowest day. And then we don't even have lunch on Mondays. So it'll be just like almost like two days. Yeah. I'm like, smart. You know. He says, you know, if I blink, I'm going to miss your sister at Wimbledon. (laughs) And Angela says, you know what? I snuck by to see her practice one day and she like crushes that ball. And then she thinks about how much she admires Danielle for being so driven at something she's good at. And I'm like, oh, I kind of, this is where I started, you know, thinking of the younger sibling and going, you're proud of them. Oh."
1: Oh, at least
0: we're getting good news about Danielle. Yeah. Her dad asks, how are summers going? And if she likes working at the restaurant and he says she doesn't have to stay there if she doesn't like it. And she's like, no, I love working for you, dad. And she leans against him and thinks that, you know, I, I'm just going to go ahead and trust him. I, I need to trust him again. And she, she yeah. c- decides to trust him. And she's like, I'm going to try to trust Jordan, too.
1: Good. The hardest, the hardest thing, thing to do is to tell someone you, someone you let them down, even when they've done the same, same thing to you a hundred times.
0: Angela is now with Jordan in his car and says, I have to tell you something. And he assumes she he's like, you're dumping me. She's like, no, no, it's something that I did. And it's like, Jordan instantly knows what she's going to say. And it's like, I don't want to mm-hmm. hear about it. He's like, I don't want to know. And she's like, but I mean, he goes, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear anything about this. Hmm. And she's like, takes a moment. She's like, oh, he doesn't want to miss that innocent image of her. Yeah. He wants her you know, not to be a bad person. So, so she's thinking, oh, should I tell him then? And. I'm like, you know, she's like, it was, I'm kind of agreeing with her. I'm like, it was only a kiss that she didn't initiate. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's a personal decision, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I would be okay with, you know, not knowing about that. Yeah. It didn't mean anything. Instead, she tells him about seeing her dad with Hallie and getting upset by it. And he offers her a bit of comfort just by listening. When they get back to her house, Brian is outside. He calls of out course. to Jordan not to blow him off for tutoring tomorrow she'll hey don't blow me off and he's like oh by the way are you guys go into that play tomorrow night and angela says that she is because the fr- her friends would kill her if she didn't show up mm-hmm. and she asks if he's going and he lies and says well i no i, I have to catch up on some homework he's trying to avoid rayanne and amber basically because rayanne's in the play so obviously amber will be there yeah then he tells angela he quit his job at the hospital and she asks if he doesn't like amber But it's actually to spend more time with Delia. That's what he says. So Jordan hears this and says, all right, brain, you finally scored. (laughs) And then I guess that stuff I taught you paid off. Oh, geez. And Angela's like, what the hell did you teach him? (laughs) And then you're like, are you going around bragging about sleeping with Delia Fisher? And Brian's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't score with Delia Fisher. And Angela's like, well, who'd you score with? So lucky for him, Jordan pulls away- her away. And he's like, we got to go. Tino's going to kill us.
1: <laughs> oh, Tino!
0: <laughs> I'm like, the only mention in this entire book. And it's like in the last like 50 pages.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, they leave and Brian thinks about, you know, like he really doesn't feel much for Angela anymore. Good. He's finally more interested in Delia, who mm-hmm. bought him like some chai tea at the photo hut and. They He spilled all over the stuff they were printing out and he doesn't care <laughs> that he got chewed out because it was worth it.
1: Aww.
0: Yeah. Next we see Rayanne in the manager's office at the discount store. She's getting scolded for reacting that way instead of diffusing the situation. The manager says the customer is always right and ends up firing Rayanne.
1: Oh jeez. So you can let him molest you. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: The scene's a bit longer but I'm just kind of dwindling it down
2: yeah there's
0: a good part where rayanne is storming out and the manager calls like hey you have to sign a confidentiality paper and she's like i'm sorry i don't have time because i have to go find another job (laughs) and as she's leaving she runs into sharon in the lockers and who you know sharon's really excited she asks rayanne to guess what just happened and and he's like she says kyle did a decent thing and married you (laughs) (laughs) and uh sharon says no i got my period yay she notices that Rayanne is packing up. It's like, what did you do? And Rayanne's like, I didn't do, you know, do anything. I didn't know you could be fired for being sexually harassed. Yeah. And then she looks at Sharon who, you know, she goes, this is what you're training for, by the way.
2: Yeah. She's the assistant
0: manager in training. Sharon asks for more details, but Rayanne's like, I don't have time because I got the play. I have to get to the play. She leaves and Sharon thinks about it and decides Rayanne wouldn't make up a story like that. No. So over at the coffee house. The coffee house. Yeah. It's the coffee house. Delia asks if Ricky wants to work there with her. And he says he'll consider it. She tells him that she's back with Brian, but he's changed now. He gives his <laughs> approval, but then she adds, but, you know, I still have a big crush on you.
1: Aww. <laughs> it's so sweet and I
0: love their little dynamic. It's so cute. Yeah. Ricky feels like the last one without anyone and decides he's going to have to have a sit down with Corey. And as if reading his mind, Delia says, good luck. <laughs> he walks over to Corey, who's reading the paper, and he gives Corey napkins to clean his glasses, which I would appreciate that boys. Please do that mm-hmm. more often. And then he tells him that he thinks he's in love with him. But remember, Ricky's voice goes in and out when he's nervous. <laughs> oh, no. So Corey's like, what? And he makes him repeat it. And it's kind of cute. Aww. And Corey says, "Oh, well, I like you too." And mm-hmm. Ricky is confused again. He's like, "What do you mean?" And he asks, "Like Corey?" Basically, says he doesn't know who he is yet, and he just wants things to move slow. He he likes Ricky, but he doesn't know if he's yeah if he's officially attracted to guys or not. He doesn't know. Yeah. And Ricky, of course, deflates again, but he's glad that he told Corey. So at least he knows. Yeah. We go over to Brian, who's saying goodbye to Amber at the hospital. She's acting all hurt like he, you know, he used her and got what he wanted from the position or the position that he wanted. Oh, God. (laughs) And he's and then he says he didn't use her. And she's like, I'm just kidding. She's like, oh, God, she's
1: so (laughs) ran.
0: I know. Then in true Amber form, she's actually disappointed he didn't brag about their experience to his friends. Oh, my God. But he says he just wants to keep it to himself. He's not ashamed of it at all, but he just likes the, being the only one who knows. Which, I mean, I guess I can see that. I think we've all had something we've done that did not tell anybody about. There's got to be something. Mm-hmm. Everybody has it. You don't have to tell us. Yeah. I'm just saying. Everybody has it. Yeah. She tells him to get out of there and go get a life. <laughs> and he thinks of her as his guardian angel who he had sex with. <laughs> <laughs> Rayanne feels sad and alone. She's not speaking with Angela. Sharon is management now, and everyone else is busy. She ends up taking a cab all the way to the rich neighborhood that Lewis lives in. He's surprised to see her where, when he opens the door, and she hands him a brown bag and says, here you go, and says, you know, just take it and keep it away from me. I'm thinking it's alcohol. He asks her, you know, well, hey, Rayanne, how you doing? Do you want to, you know, hang out, go for a drive or something? And she says, you know, yeah, let's do that. And then, but she sees the pool and she starts to take off her shoes. Like she's going to start taking off her clothes and go skinny dipping. Mm -hmm. But then she decides against it. She, you know, he's like, well, hey, you want to do that? And she's like, no, you know what? Not tonight. Not tonight. Let's just drive. Right. And so he's like, okay, that's fine with me. And I kind of like Lewis because he has some integrity, you know? Yeah. She makes it back in time for opening night where everyone, including Brian, has shown up. And like I love when all the characters come together, mm-hmm. and Ricky is nervous as hell while doing Rayanne's makeup. She's like, "You've done this a ton of times in the bathroom." And he's like, "Yeah, but no one was looking at you." <laughs> and He's like, "I mean, under the lights with like intention, like you're doing a play." <laughs> <laughs> the play is starting, and she goes on stage, and Corey comes up next to Ricky and puts his arm around him, and Ricky leans into him, and it's just kind of this cute little moment.
2: Aww, as the I curtains love that. rise.
0: Yeah. Later, Rayanne finds Sharon Chersky working at a hot dog cart. We're what? jumping all over the damn place.
1: What? What happened?
0: Yeah. we're, we're, <laughs> at, we're It's it's after the play. She's okay. like, oh, my God. So Sharon's working at a hot dog cart. And it turns out Sharon quit her job after she told them she didn't agree with why they fired Rayanne. She says Good. the perks of working at the wiener cart, though, are that a ton of hot guys like firemen and policemen and. <laughs> I'll, they all show up to the hot dog cart. I'm like, well, that would be awesome.
1: And she's handling wieners all day.
0: Yeah. And Ryan's <laughs> like, um I need to get a hot dog cart. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, Ryan invites Sharon to work on their movie if they can ever make it because Krakow has been blowing them off the entire time. And Sharon agrees that Brian is unreliable. <laughs> Later at the coffee house, Ricky reads a review of the play that gives huge praise to Rayanne's acting, even though the script was shit. And Corey's set design is awesome too. Next, Ricky pulls Ray Ray aside and tells her, "Can you tell I like was trying to get down to the nitty gritty? I was like, come on, yeah. man, let's just get through this.' I'm just like, I am skipping through some shit. <laughs> so next, Ricky pulls Ray Ray aside and tells her that he told Corey uh, everything about you know I like you and. Corey's Mm -hmm. still questioning and Rayanne gets excited because, you know, she's sort of dating Lewis now because when they went on their ride, they stopped at a coffee shop and talked. They just talked and she really likes him, but they haven't even slept together.
1: Good job, Rayanne.
0: I know. And then after that, like he brought her flowers at the play and said that after he saw her act, it made her see her in a whole new light. So now she and Ricky both kind of have guys in their lives at the same time. She says that she, he's helped her not want to drink, and Ricky's like, "Oh, that's great," and then it's like, "Oh, great, this codependency thing. You know, if it ever, mm-hmm. if he ever lets her down, he's gonna have to like pick up the pieces again." Yeah. But then he's like, "You know what, though? She's my friend. I'll happily do it because she's gonna have to pick up the pieces when Corey lets me down." <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So I guess it's days later, we're at the Chase house where Rayanne has made up with Angela because she came to the play. We're fine. You came to the play. We're good.
1: (laughs) Don't take much for Rayanne.
0: Yeah. And they're all going to film a scene for their movie and they're like, hey, let's do this, you know, and let's let's do this like where your mom first met me. She's like surprised that Angela's parents like her now. And she's like, she's like talking about let's let's film right here where your mom just met me. You remember that day, but your mom didn't like me and said I ate all too much cheese. (laughs) And uh, that's when Patty and Graham come on, come downstairs and they're on their way out of town for a friend's reunion weekend they do every year in Maine. You know, it's in Maine. So. Um, I don't know. So Danielle is apparently away at another tennis camp. And Rayanne yells, you know, hell yeah, let's party at Angela's because she's going to be home alone. (laughs) So, yeah. But Angela's like, nope, not after you accidentally on purpose handcuffed yourself to the bed last time. Yeah. Memories. Next, Jordan shows up and Angela kicks them out of her house because she's going to do something with him. I'm like, what happened to stop being an ass, Angela? Your friends were like ready to shoot a movie. And you're like, nope, another time. Bye.
1: Yeah, I gotta go, Jordan.
0: So, yeah, Angela asks Jordan if they can drive, you know, can drop off her parents' film to be developed. And she ends up dropping him off at a music store when she drives over to the little photo fusion, giving Mm -hmm. Brian the film. It's apparently from Danielle's tennis match that she won. And now she's been accepted to attend this two week tennis camp for really good players. So good for you, Danielle. Seriously. Good job,
1: Danielle.
0: Angela tells Brian he should call Delia into the restaurant, like bring her there sometime when you know when i'm working so that you know i I can get you a good table my dad will probably give you a discount and he applies to play it cool like oh well you know like we might be busy or and she's like or not whatever so he's like oh okay we will we will and then she says well if you do you owe me a favor oh jesus (laughs) and she fantasizes telling him how she i like how like, you need to tell me how you feel. Like, that's what she's thinking in her head. You need to tell me mm-hmm. how you feel, be honest, and you never know. I might tell you I feel that way sometimes, too. And, uh, yeah, that's what she's thinking. What? But instead, she tells him, like, you know, can you, my favor is, will you develop these photos sooner? My parents really wanted them, like, <laughs> soon. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, I could use the overtime.
1: Sometimes you see a person and you wonder and why you why don't, you don't, don't spend, spend, spend more time, time with them. them. Because they're, they're like. like- One of your favorite people. And then they say something, and you remember why you don't. But the thing is, that they're still one of your favorite people. Maybe because of that, how difficult they are. Because in a weird way, it means you can be difficult too. And it's
0: okay. She goes to pick up Jordan and realizes they probably won't go to the lake as they planned. They'll probably go and hang out at the loft with his buddies. Same old, same old. She seemed pretty disappointed actually. But then she thinks, it doesn't matter. I still want to be with him. At least I think so. The end.
1: Oh man. <laughs> it's... That... I mean
0: <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Like I remember yeah. going I remember feeling like, oh, I I wanted closure. And this is still yeah. kind of a cliffhanger in a way. Is she gonna break up with Jordan or not? Come on.
1: Yeah, it's like, it seems like, okay, maybe everything's going to get wrapped up. There's going to be a nice little bow put on it. And then it's just like, Oh, come on. It kind of ends with the same feeling as the the series did.
2: I
0: know. I mean, you get some more closure with some people and you get a little bit more
2: hope.
0: Yeah. So I I get that. And, you know, you're like, I wish that she would just dump Jordan. Well, maybe at the end of this, she's kind of thinking, I should probably just get the hell away from this guy. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, it seems like everything, like all of her inner monologues, was just like, "Jesus Christ, this is awful being with this person." <laughs> <laughs> but I love him because he's hot.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, so what did you think, audience? I know it was a long episode. It's a long one. Told you. I, I just, I just couldn't get rid of all the details. There was just so much to say. <laughs> I had to, I had to give it all. So. You know, you can always. I hope you listened, and maybe you could uh, stop it and come back, and stop and come back when you're, you know, (laughs) because it's long. Yeah. (laughs) So you know, let us know on the socials. K is at FMWLPod on all socials. The rewatch recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at the rewatch recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at dustincanreadpod at (laughs) gmail.com. Don't forget our Patreon. You know, there's a little preview episode or a little extra episode, and it'll be out this week. So... I want to thank you for me and Kay. Thank you so much for listening to all of my so-called life goodness. Yeah. Bye, rewatchers.
2: Bye.